In this episode, we are going to be unpacking some of the common challenges that international students face and also sharing some useful recommendations on how to overcome them. Let's get into it. Hello, I am Progress Oberico, a writer, coach, and an international student's ambassador. This is the International Students Podcast. It is a platform for sharing stories and exclusive information for international students across the world, prospective international students, and essentially anyone moving or living abroad. This is to help people tackle challenges and also to share opportunities that they need. You'll be hearing from international students studying in various universities across the world, experts and professionals sharing knowledge on what you need to know when moving abroad, visa application, how to manage your finance, job opportunities, culture shocks, scholarships and various tips and tricks for living abroad. Please do subscribe to this podcast, share this podcast with your friends, follow us on Spotify and on any platform you are currently listening to us and let us know what you think. Have a good listen. Thank you so much. Hi everyone. So today I've got Rita with me. And we'll be talking about a few things um, around the challenges that international students face. So I'm going to invite Rita to introduce herself. Hi, Rita. Hi, Fergus. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. I'm very excited to have you today. Woohoo! <laughs> yes. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do and where are you from? Uh, okay, so my name is Rita Ugi, and what do I do? <laughs> so I work at the student union where I studied and finished from. Um, I work at the University of Lincoln's student union as the vice president international. And I am from Nigeria. Precisely, I am, you know, an, oh, an Obudu girl, but I grew up in Lagos, Nigeria. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> babes. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in Lagos, so yes, that's me. Great, that's exciting. I'm very excited to have you here as well. So my icebreaker question would be, what is one of your favorite thing as an international student? Or what was, because now you're a graduate, so what was you, one of your favorite thing as an international student? Hmm. Um, I'm just like thinking about that question first of all, like, uh, where do I start from? <laughs> <laughs> so, because literally, it feels like I've finished uni for like a long time. And then it wasn't like a long time. It was just pretty much last year. I know, right? <laughs> I think for me at first, first of all, there's at my uni when I came in, there was this um, thing that the SU did at that time that they, or did we still do anyway. But at that time when I came in as a student was the fact that there was um, city trips and tours for international students that we could go on on a very affordable price so it was actually open it was it was done by the international students association and um it was just trips for international just so that we could get to explore the different cities in the uk so that was really fun because i remember the first time when i went one of the trips i went for that's when i went to the manchester stadium i'm not even a fan of (laughs) of a football thingy but it was so cool to just go there with friends you know i'm exploring the city Mm -hmm. and all of that 
And then another thing I think also is more like the exposure of where you get to um, the part, fact that I, I made friends with other students from other countries was really good. So I had friends that were from India, Italian, Italian, and then a Vietnamese friend as well. So it was really cool to just have because if I was studying back at home, that's not something I would really be be exposed to, yes. obviously. But yeah. I think the the whole point of just you know getting to meet different people and making friends and keeping up with those friendships actually is one of the favorite things for me at that time. Uh, so yeah. I think that's from my top two at this point. I don't know what yours was anyway. Yeah, but. I, I definitely <laughs> agree. I, I definitely agree. I would go with the last one because I feel like diversity is one of the, th- the biggest advantage of, you know, coming to study abroad or like traveling miles, you know, mm. outside of your country to come and study in a new country. Especially in the UK where you get to, it's in- incredibly diverse. You get to meet people, networks, and just, you know, grow your network internationally and globally. So I think that that would be my favorite one as well as an international student, yeah. I just remembered something now. <laughs> which yeah, is sure, was, was One of the favorite things was when I was coming, um, there was one thing that my uni did and it was just for international students at that point. They gave me like a, you know, like your five star, they picked me up from the airport by myself. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to wish me in the car with anybody, anything. So it was like, wherever you're going to, we're taking you there. Aww. I was like, okay, this is so fancy. For <laughs> <laughs> me, it was, it was new. I was like, okay, because I was like, uh, how am I going to get back? So yeah. they actually you know, got me uh, like a private car to pick me up and bring me down. So mm-hmm. I think that was quite interesting because they don't do because they don't do that for like the home students. Wow. So that yeah, that was like a privilege that we had um, okay. in my time coming coming in. So I really like that. So because it was that helps you obviously the whole um, the logistics and you know the stress of yes. trying to figure out how you're going to come back come yeah. to your union from the yeah. airport with all your loads, the money you spend. So that was a very good five star, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I see. Uh, I see. That, that's that sounds like a quick marketing for University of Lincoln, you know. I just went through that in as an alumni. I mean, they you know, pay my, my, me. <laughs> Tell them they're gonna pay for this podcast <laughs> for that advertisement. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that that's a good one. I, I love that one. Right. So let's dive right into the deets of today. And the first question for you today is what are some of those challenges that you think international students face and that you face yourself as an international student? What are some of the challenges? I think for me, the f- personally, the first thing, I think the thing that I did that I kind of like felt like it was a challenge was um you know like the onboarding into the academic system was it wasn't like a quick a quick or a swift transition for me as well i didn't really understand well in terms of the writing and all of that assessment so that was the process that was my challenge for me i it wasn't more of any other thing because prior to that time i used to like go on trips by myself back in nigeria then Mm. so i would so there was that level of a bit of some exposure in terms of culture and all of that but it was more of that academic um, writing that was very new to me, you know, and having to learn that and was almost, it wasn't so swift, but it was after a while I got myself into that. So I kind of like moved on and settled in quickly. Uh, but giving that, uh, that's another, that was the time when that was happening. But now giving like the, what we see, the um, what I experienced, especially in my role, what I do at the uni, 
um, some of the challenges that I've seen that's quite huge is for international student has to do with accommodation. So there's, that's a big one right now because with the with the fact that our international students, especially postgrad students, can come in with their dependents. So we're seeing numbers of like a dependent coming with like three, like a student coming with like three or four, you know, four that dependents to add to that number. And that already is a question of how you're going to get that accommodation immediately once you get in. And then there's that barrier of you getting the UK guarantor as well. So that also comes into place. And knowing the fact that you're just coming to a, a country for the first time, yeah. you pretty much don't know anyone. Yeah. And so there are, some people are not accepting anything like international, uh, you know, guarantors. It has to be a UK guarantor. So that's a very big difficulty and challenge. And um, I think also because that one is not just restricted to where I am, it's more of what is happening, you know, um, nationally. Because speaking to other students in some other universities as well, they still have that same issue in terms of accommodation again. Yes. And then if you're not leaving, if your uni now is in a place where the, probably the city or the town is not so big, you know, you already know that that's an already like a, a warrior, a question mark, you know, as to what is going to happen. And then another challenge again is, it's also, it's not almost, it, it, it's like there's that issue of the part-time job whilst you're studying, studying, and then what do you do afterwards? You know, how do you figure out what you're going to do afterwards? So that's already, the job is a big one again, that is like a big challenge, especially now again, because in the uk the number of international students has really really increased when they're trying to meet up their international education strategy so that already has brought in a large number of people and most companies or most you know places are not so open to just getting them almost immediately you know and it also goes back into what I said. So if you know, if your uni is in a, in a city that's probably not too diverse or quite small, you know that there's not more jobs for a large number of students cramps, you know, scrambling for those kind of jobs. So that's another thing in terms of the challenges that, um, especially international students that we face. And even the job is not going just international because right now it's, you know, it will, it goes bigger now with the cost of leaving, you know, happening. So that job is a big thing that most international students find very hard when they come in and i think another thing again that is quite a challenge is the language barrier that international students face so i because as interfacing with um international students who don't come from you know english-speaking countries in the first place Mm -hmm. that whole issue of when you come in how do you communicate and how do you speak to people coming to a place that is purely english has been spoken here so it, that that goes into a part, a part where you have some students, you know, trying to keep to themselves, trying to withdraw to themselves, trying mm. not to because there's that whole of trying to speak to you know home students or other students and not them understanding. So that communication that communication barrier already has you know is a challenge for most international students as well. It's a challenge. So that's I think for me the, those are like the three major things. There are a lot of other things, but these are almost like the predominant predominant one that you see you have the language barrier the fitting into the the culture system here as well as the accommodation and then you now have the jobs as well so i think those are the challenges that i can highlight at this point yeah yeah you're right i I can't even agree more um the accommodation one that you mentioned is very very important um i think i don't know if the if there could be a solution for that in terms of universities providing guarantors for international students because obviously they're coming into a new country they don't have most mm. of them do not have anyone here to vouch for them so 
maybe the university can work around that because for the time being of their studying, they are the university are responsible for those students, if that makes sense. So I don't know if that is something universities can accommodate to support more international students because some landlords make very ridiculous um, demands from students. Some mm-hmm. will say bring mm-hmm. a certain amount of, of what's it called, deposit, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. bring uh, your your bank details, bank statement, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. A lot of things. I'm, somebody is just coming new into the country, so... That's really challenging, and I'm glad that you you mentioned that as well. In terms yeah, yeah. of the job, the job one, it is a big it's a, it's a big challenge, it's a really really big challenge that I've heard a lot of students complain about. Even on TikTok, on Instagram, I've seen a lot of students making videos about it. Some students, after studying, they have to go back to their country because they couldn't really find jobs to work. I mean, desired job because there's there is desired job, there's available job. Some students are basically doing like care jobs, which is not what they really want to do. But anyway, I'll leave that. I'll pack that for now. We'll come back to that in in one of the questions that I have for you today. Um, but also to add to the list that you mentioned um, about the, the challenges that international students face, um, I think one big one also is not having the right information. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you know, you come to a new country. What you're relying relying on is information that you know, the knowledge that you have in mm. any environment. Is it the knowledge you have that helps? So not there's there's already an overload of information on the internet, on Google, and everything. But you don't really know which one to trust. Mm. So um, having the right information is a big challenge, and I think that reaching out to your university could could also help. And I mean, podcasts like this, like. This is essentially why I created this podcast and this is w- mm. what this, this platform is for, for students to access the right information, mm. to get the support that they need, get access to opportunities and stuff that can can support their settling and blending in, in the new environment that they've moved in. Sometimes most of these universities and some of this stuff, they put out this information, but there's that problem of international students who are coming in not really noticing those those information that have been put there. Mm. So I'm aware, I don't know about other universities, but I do know that what we do, like you have like seminars that talks about things to expect before coming here, you know? But sometimes it, it's almost like, it's not a, it's almost like it's a cultural thing because um, I deal with, I mean, I interact with Pakistani students, you know, Indian students, um, Asian students as well, as well as African students. And Sometimes these things I know that it's been bombarded and sent in, but there's that it's it's what it's the challenge of where exactly do we meet them? Where's that where's that meeting point that these things are out there? How do they access it? So, what the recommendation would be for those things would be like always just keep tabs on your your emails, keep tabs on the university itself where you're going to because they will give you the proof, babe. They will open their website and tell you that these things are there, you know. So. And that's why you have some some. That's why sometimes you have student bodies within those universities. That that's what their job is. But in that reiterating to the fact that whilst we're back at home, I know there are things that there are like agents who get involved in you know helping universities with bringing in students. Is how do they convert that question, those those um, inquiries that students want and bring bring bringing it to their fingertip that they understand it. Because when you now come here, I, I, I'll put that myself as an example. Prior to when I was coming here to study, babe, I was on the internet for weeks. 
<laughs> I was on YouTube for weeks. Yeah. I was on social media. I even had to start even Googling the city where I was going to. Because I had no business doing that. But I had to look at where I was going to. Mm. To see, okay, what am I supposed to expect? So that's almost like, it's another way that we can actually, like, we can help ourselves in terms of when you're coming in. So it's more like, it's a it's a good thing that you have a podcast like this. It gives them the, you know, it gives them a information overload ahead of time so what that means is they should use that to the advantage go out there these things are out there and yeah. even if it means i remember also before coming in ringing up the university and you know calling them and saying i'm speaking to somebody so you like you know what you were to expect i was watching videos on how to pack to come mm. you know things to do yeah. so those are things that yeah. yeah asking the right questions as well questions. don't just exactly. you know you know most times we have this tradition of being so secretive when we want to jack bar or like migrate, yeah. <laughs> and you don't ask people and you just I've, I've seen i've literally seen students um sleeping in churches because they come here and they are stranded and they don't know who yeah. to, where to go and it's it's, it's frustrating bad. so asking yeah. the right question being more open to access and information ask your friends ask people abroad who are living there who know the realities of living and studying abroad to, mm-hmm. to, to help yeah, yeah exactly uh, you you just said it ask questions like me i think at the end of it, it's just like research do your research before do your findings yeah. before coming because and then the thing is um i also feel like you know some things that they see on social media just gives them that impression that i mean i was just scrolling through tiktok and I, somebody said oh a few months in the uk i'm already i bought it she bought this car so i'm like oh no. somebody's gonna yeah, that's not someone's gonna be watching that and thinking, Oh, yeah, when I come here, immediately yeah, I'm gonna get a so job. Easy, yeah, yeah, I'm meaning I'm gonna do this, and I'm like, yeah, Fam, you will come here, you go suffer, you will hustle. Yeah. like, yeah. So it's they it's don't not show what, you the realities of some of those people, they exactly. already have their parents are here, their families are here, or you know, they have savings somewhere, or they, you know. So, I did an episode on different types of international students you see in the UK, and I'll just give you a quick rundown. Um, it's on episode 22. If you're listening, please go and listen to that episode. It is both hilarious and informative. So the four categories of international students that I talked about in the episode is, one, those who come from rich families. Sorry, I'm digressing from this episode to that because what you're saying really links well. <laughs> so the first category is one, those who come from a rich family or from a royal family. Those ones, they, 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 don't, they don't even think of like looking for side hustles or casual, casual jobs and everything. They... Mm. They have soft life, like soft landing. They have cars. They don't even take Ubers. They, they, you know, shop. So when you see those people, you'll be thinking, oh, their life is so soft. You see mm-hmm. them on social media and you're thinking, oh, when I get there, I will show them. I, I too, mm-hmm. I will ball. Do you get? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so there is that. You won't see, you know, their family or what their family are doing for them. But you just see the flamboyance on social media. And then the second group are the ones who have scholarship. The ones who have like full-time scholarship, you know, they... I mean, I'm not going to go into detail. Go and listen to the episode if you want to. That's one. The third one are the ones who are self-sponsored. Those ones, they are managing their life. They are hustling. They are jumping from job to job, night shift to night shift and everything. (laughs) Then the last one are the married couples. Um, I mean, that's all about it. But go and listen to the details of the breakdown of this different category of people. So that if you are planning to come to the UK... You would have a sense of these people. They are different. It gives you a a perspective into what to expect and and how to look at people. You might think that someone is being stingy or being, 
you know, frugal with their expenses. It might be because they are sponsoring themselves. They are, they are paying their fees and everything. So mm-hmm. there are always things that you do not see that social media shows you. <laughs> Just on that. Well done. That's a, that's a, that's a good way of classifying us. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I've been taking notes for a long time. <laughs> uh, reality check, man. I'm thinking, where do I belong? I belong in number self sponsored. <laughs> yeah, me too, babes. Me too. <laughs> yes. In addition to what Rita and I discussed in that interview, some of the other common challenges that international students face include loneliness and social isolation, which is often caused by being too far from from your family or feeling homesick. This is a very challenging thing and this is very important as well. This can definitely affect you in several ways. It can affect your mental health. It can even affect your academic performance because, you know, you're moving into a new country, a totally new environment. You don't have friends. You don't have that community because we are social beings, right? We are not, no man is an island. We were created for relationships and being around people. So when you leave your very familiar you know comfort zone that environment that um, gives you support mental support social support and everything when you are far from there it feels very challenging as well so one way to overcome loneliness and social isolation is to mix up with people try to find and identify your community and be part of them if you are someone who goes to church or um, you go you, you go to the mosque or something, um, try to be around those group of people because the country itself, especially the UK, is a very individualistic place. It's a very on-your-own place. Everybody is minding their business. Everybody is on their own. You could even be living in a neighborhood and you don't know your neighbors. Your neighbors don't even know you. Everybody just literally walks you know, minds their business and goes about their own business. So if you mix up with your community, mix up with people in your community, people at church, people at work, and people in your university, in the school that you're studying, you'll be able to find that mental support. People from your race, people from your country, identify with them. There are so many WhatsApp groups that you can join um, that can help you to find that sense of belonging and help you overcome that loneliness and that social isolation. And you're more than welcome to join our community as well, the International Students Community. If you follow us on Instagram, you'll be able to find the link on our link tree on the bio to join and be part of that. That community is there for us to support ourselves, to support other international students, both current students and prospective students. So you can definitely join the community as well. Another way to overcome social isolation and loneliness is to attend networking events. Attend networking events. Um, I know it can be very daunting, especially for introverts who find it very, very challenging to be around people and, and be around a lot of people. But going for networking events doesn't only expose you to friendship and and relationships 
but it also gives you the opportunity to meet people who can support you career-wise and help you in that trajectory wherever you are going like that career path that you are climbing so networking event is one good way to help yourself to build that social security in a new country another challenge you might face as an international student is cultural shocks this is a big one because everyone faces cultural shocks everyone experiences cultural shocks um, i think one of my very big cultural shock is the first day when i arrived to uk i think i went for shopping i went to buy something and as i was outside doing the shopping i saw a lady you know she had this baby buggy that she was pushing and i just decided to stretch my neck and have a look at the baby in her buggy that she was pushing unknowing to me guess what i saw when i stretched my when i tried to look i saw that she she had a dog in the buggy like i was so surprised i was so taken aback because i thought it was a baby only for me to realize that it was a dog so that is one thing you can see many other culture shocks some that you cannot even put up with it could be the weather it could be the way people talk it could be jokes like in the uk they have a very polite culture so there are certain things that you might say passively but they will take it as aggressiveness or they'll take it as they'll take it to mean something else so there are different things are different learning curves abroad when you when you especially as an international student so be open to learning um, try to blend in and immerse yourselves in spaces where you can learn and observe so that you don't make mistakes as well or it could even be the food maybe where you're living you are in the part of the country where you cannot access your local food in as much as you want to be adventurous and try new food and not only stick to your local food there are some times where you also want to try your local food and this could be a challenge if you cannot find it where you are living or where you're based so finding your community first of all helps because you can you can have people in your community or people maybe asian people or black people or africans or whatever and they can have access to those things and you, they can show you the market where they get it from or how they can how they are able to access those food so having that also helps as well i think another challenge that international students struggle with is the academic workload so everyone faces this sometimes i think rita mentioned this as well um where you have deadlines you have dissertation to write especially in the uk where you have loads of essays to write different amount of essays left right and center and you have deadline and it, it gets worse when you are working maybe you're doing a part-time job as a student and then you have all this academic workload it gives you it puts you under a lot of pressure um, so one way to overcome this is to plan for your deadlines. If you are in a group, try to do your part and make sure that the group the group people are delivering on their assignments and they don't drag you into losing marks and everything. And also avoid procrastinating. Focus on your work. When you have time, 
if you have any deadline, do not wait for the deadline to draw close before you, you, you do the assignment. Some people like to wait for that and they, they will procrastinate till the end. And then when it's time, they cannot they cannot deliver on that assignment. So to avoid academic workload pressure, please plan for your deadlines and do your assignments or your tasks beforehand. Another challenge also includes um, the weather challenge. I remember when I first came to the UK, um, that evening when I when I went to have a shower, I I went in and I, I ran out with my winter jacket when I was having a shower. That that was my first um, international travel experience, and moving into a colder region of the world was was a lot, quite a lot for me. I was never a fan of cold, so when I came to the UK during winter, it was a big struggle to adapt. But I can say now I have adapted a bit more than when I first came. So the weather challenges is one, but if you layer yourself up well, wear the right outfits, know where to get them from, you will not find that uh, very challenging. Another challenge that I see a lot of students struggle with is financial difficulties. Um, this one is very important because there are many international students that are sponsoring themselves. And so you might be tempted to focus too much on your part-time jobs and then you leave your academic work that brought you into the UK or into the country you are studying at. And this is bad because if you do that, it's going to affect you. It's going to affect your grade. And once the university sees that you're not being committed to your schoolwork, they might drop you and then you will have to pay your fees or be struggling with your visa or return back to your country. And some students are often tempted to accessing public funds, which is against your visa requirements or your visa, your visa criteria. So if you are an international student, especially in the UK, you are not allowed to access public funds and public funds could be... Public funds are only restricted to certain groups of people, including citizens of the UK. And if you are not that and you you try to access the public fund, it will be very disastrous, especially when you're applying for a post-study visa or something else in the future. I made a video about public funds, which you would find on our Instagram page, TIS podcast all one word or on my tiktok which is progress oberico 99 or you can just simply google gov.uk and you will find what public funds are so that you would not access it also another challenge for international students is inability to find desired jobs there are desired jobs and there are available jobs. So I'm talking about desired jobs. And this is very challenging because there's been a lot of students who have had issues with finding their desired jobs. Some of them end up doing jobs that are less than them or jobs that they are not happy doing. Many job, many students today are doing, working in the healthcare sector, working in care jobs and all of that which they are not really passionate about which they don't really want to do so this is a really big challenge and Rita and I talked about it as well and how you can 
help yourself in terms of finding the right jobs or finding your desired jobs. Also, another thing that helps is to sit down, review your CV. If you're getting a lot of um, unfortunately and rejection emails, sit down, review your CVs. Don't just keep, you know, submitting your CV. Review it at every rejection you get. Sit down to review and do your best to make it look better make it better the next time you apply another challenge that students face is work and visa restrictions obviously when you are a student you have limited work time you are only restricted to work 20 hours per week and for many students they think that that is not enough and they try to work more hours and what that does for you is that fine you're going to get the money in your pocket and support yourself in whatever way you wish but when you are applying for a post-study visa, especially in the UK, it is going to reflect in your national insurance number that you have been working a certain amount of hours, which is more than your required hours as a student. So please, if you don't want anything to tarnish or to truncate your stay in the UK, please stick to your work hours and your visa restrictions. Another big challenge that that students face abroad is discrimination and racism. I have personally experienced this a lot of times and it can be very, very exasperating, very repulsive and just leaves you feeling, feeling really bad. And that is discrimination and racism. I did an episode on episode 20 where... I had an expert and we talked about racism, discrimination, protected characteristics, um, unconscious bias and all of that and how to overcome them, how to respond to them when you are being treated with hate crime and also how to avoid being discriminatory because sometimes what is acceptable in your country might not be accepted in the country you are studying in so having this knowledge is very important that episode is it's a very useful one episode 20 so you can go and listen to it and equip yourself with the knowledge but discrimination and racism is something that international students face a lot and it is a big challenge it is a big challenge but having the knowledge and knowing what to do when you're in such situations would help you to manage it And then the last challenge that international students face that I would like to highlight is imposter syndrome. This is where you second guess yourself. You feel like you're not good enough and it gets worse. Maybe you are from a non-English speaking country and you move into the UK or the US, for example, where they predominantly speak English. You feel a bit, you begin to lose confidence because you feel like you're not good enough, you know, even in classrooms, even when you can speak English in classrooms, sometimes maybe you speak English in a different accent. You you feel scared to ask questions or to speak in class or in your groups, you know, to even express yourself. There is always that imposter syndrome making you feeling, leaving you feeling like a fraud, feeling like you're not good enough. And maybe you graduated or you've been applying for jobs and you're not getting the jobs, you start doubting yourself, you start start doubting your skills. This is very, very, very bad. And that is why I'm going to be making a separate episode on imposter syndrome, how students have experienced it, how it has showed up in the lives of students and how they've been able to overcome it. And also how it has also showed up 
after they finished studying, after graduating and how they've been able to overcome imposter syndrome. Um, so, so far, just to recap what I've mentioned, what we have discussed in this episode on challenges international students face, we've talked, we've talked about accommodation, jobs, also we've talked about not having the right information, we've talked about loneliness and social isolation, we've talked about um, unfamiliar study requirements and also the curriculum, we've talked about language and cultural barriers, we've also talked about cultural shocks and um, dietary challenges, we've talked about academic workload pressure, weather challenges, financial difficulties, inability to access or find your desired jobs, work and visa restrictions, discrimination and racism, and imposter syndrome. I would be making an episode, as I said earlier, I'll be making an episode on imposter syndrome just to help international students understand what it is and how to overcome imposter syndrome. I hope you are finding this episode useful. Please, if you have, I would love to hear from you. Right, we have come to the end of this podcast. Yay! <laughs> it's been an it's been a long conversation, a beautiful one, yeah. a very interesting one. I don't know even want it to come to an end because there's just a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it's been very exciting speaking to you, Rita. Um, I've, I've yeah. enjoyed this. I've enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. Feel very, like I said, I feel very honored. I don't think I'm one of. I should be on that line yet, but. Oh. Thank you so much. <laughs> I made it. Yes, Mama, I made Yay! it. <laughs> we made it. Thank you so much, Rita, no, for, for having... Yes, sorry, before you go, please, where can people find you and connect with you? Uh, so, you can find me on Instagram. It's weird. My So, my name is Miss BB on Instagram, Miss BB 007 on Instagram, but also on LinkedIn, you can find me as Rita Oogie. So, you yeah. Rita and then my son name is Ugi Ugi. So that's where you can find me on LinkedIn and on Instagram. So those are really the two that I use them. But also you can find me on Facebook as well. Yes. Please so. um, reach out to Rita, connect with her. If you are a student at University of Lincoln, you could you 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 would already know her. She's very popular. She's a celebrity <laughs> in Lincoln University. <laughs> so well, I, I um, that. <laughs> Um, hit her up and connect with her she's she's your girl she's always there to help and support international students and I'm very excited to have you thank you so much Rita thank you so much for listening Um, please share your thoughts if you have any comments send us an email with your questions our email is tisp.podcast at gmail.com you can also find us on social media at tispodcast on instagram the international students podcast on facebook and you can find me the host at progress oberico on facebook instagram linkedin on twitter i am oberico underscore pro and of course i've joined the tiktok gang so my tiktok name is progress oberico 99 you can hit me up with your messages If you have any questions or a topic you want us to discuss on, please send me an email, send me a comment. And also, please leave us a review. Rate this podcast. Leave us a review, a nice review. Thank you very much. 